Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got Swim Swam writers, swim nerds and aficionados, Carl Ortegon and Robert Gibbs. What we're doing today, we're going to tell you who we think will be NCAA champion in every individual relay and team event at the 2021 Women's NCAA Championships. Robert, Carl, we ready to do this? Sure. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. First up, night one. Women's 800 free relay. Uh, Robert, let's start with you. Thoughts? Looks to me like it's probably going to be another close battle or a close battle between Virginia and Cal. And, and I don't really know right now. Uh, I think the big question is going to be, what do these Pac-12 teams have to bring? A lot of them seem like they may have been limited in training. Uh, but it's hard to bet against Cal or Stanford. Uh, being able to bring it at, at, at NCAAs. So... I actually think I'd give a slight edge to Cal on the opening night for the 800 free relay. So I think they got another second to, uh, to drop, second or two to drop here. All right. Uh, Carl? I have to go with – I have to go with Virginia unless Cal uses Izzy Ivy, I think, because they didn't use Ivy. They had her do a leadoff on the B relay at Pac-12s, and she went a 143 low. Her freestyles mm-hmm. looked really good this year. Um, and I think with, like, her – with Alicia Wilson and with Robin Newman and whoever they maybe Elizabeth on the fourth leg. I I think Cal gets it, but I also don't want to bet against Virginia. I think also Alex Walsh was only split. She was only, she split a 143-1. But I don't think she was like fully, I think she has a lot more to go. So I feel like I honestly can see her splitting like a 141 or better. So I have to, I give it to Virginia. Um, But I I think with Ivy, I think it becomes almost like a dead heat. And then, yeah, and then and then I think Stanford has more to drop, but I really don't know. With them, I just feel like even more in the in the unknown space because I feel like they 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 don't really show their cards until NCAA's, but their their roster has been kind of shorter this year because of red shirts. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what to expect from them. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the big question mark of Stanford will come up a lot in this discussion because I'm. Obviously bummed we didn't get to see last year's NCAAs play out for a myriad of reasons. The the first of which is that it seemed like it would have been such a great battle for the team title uh, because Virginia was on the rise and Stanford was there, but their their team wasn't looking the best it's been. And so it's it it will be super interesting if if we do get NCAAs. Uh, this year to just to see what what Stanford does actually have in the tank but I gotta I'm gonna go with Virginia on this first one just looking at the numbers I think you guys are uh, I I'm in full agreement Cal's gonna put up a fight but I'm gonna Virginia's top seed in all five and I'm gonna at least for this first one uh say keep keep the keep the idea of a, a relay sweep alive for for UVA so far so I'm going with UVA on this 800 free relay. Uh, and that's day one, day two, we've got the 500 free, uh, page Madden comes in as top seed by over two seconds. Um, and then we've got two other seniors, Courtney Harnish of, of Georgia and Evie Pfeiffer of Texas, who are kind of right in the thick of things with her. And then it drops off to 237. Um, again, Robert, let's start with you thoughts on the 500 free. Uh, Madden is up there for sure. The other person you didn't mention I'm curious about is Stanford's brick. Is it 40 or 40? I can never remember how to say it, actually. I think it's 40. 40, right, Carl? Okay. Yeah, it's 40. Who, uh, I think she's the highest returner from 2019. And again, we just, like we already said, 
we just don't know what Stanford's going to, you know, have in the tent tank this year. It seems like maybe the training was, didn't go as smoothly for them as it might have with all the restrictions. Uh, but it's hard, kind of hard to bet between those two. And so I expect to see 40 drop some time and be right up there with Madden. And uh, I think, again, I think I'll probably give 40 the edge here, although uh, it just depends on what Stanford actually can bring to the table. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. I think I think it's Forty's race to lose. Um, but I think her I think her and her and Madden they're both people who I would expect to really kind of have it all on the table at NCAA's and not have you know not be gaining any time. Um, so I think it's one of that one of them too. I think that they could push the 4:30 mark. That would be exciting because that we haven't seen anyone go under that in several years um and i think i think harnish is is third i think she she's been so dependable all four years of her career um and so i think i think she'll she'll get third i'm gonna i'm gonna side with you guys on this one again i it's i have to say brook 40 um and it's it i think it's the only reason it's hard to do that is because like we said stanford plays it so close to the chest until we actually get to uh, the big show. And so it's like, well, you've only gone 437 this year. Like maybe, maybe it's an off year, but I don't, I don't think that's really how Stanford rolls. Uh, at least not, not how we've seen them roll in the last, you know, five to 10 years. And so I'm going with Brooke 40 page Madden close second. And uh, Carl, I agree with you again. I think Harnish is in there for third because she has just been such a rock for that UGA women's team. Uh, next up 200. I am. We've got UVA's freshman, standout freshman, Alex Walsh, in at 151.5. And then Cal's Alicia Wilson at second, 153.5. It's, it's so crazy to see all these seeds and, and see them just laid out because she's t- top seed by two seconds. That's a big one. And she's a freshman. Um, she's had a lot of international experience, but you freshmen are not as uh, as always as predictable so robert what do you got for me on this one yeah a uh, wide open field so just looking back through there's very few returners uh, no a final return uh, no a final returners from 2019 so i think <sighs> you, you got to give it to walsh right now two second lead on everyone else uh there's no reason for her to be fully tapered at accs so that's enough of a gap i really can't see anyone challenging her and like you said, she's a freshman at NCAA's, but she has enough international experience. I don't think that's going to be an issue for her. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I I definitely think it's it's easy to overestimate what freshmen can do. I think a lot of times, I think it's it's the exception, not the rule, that a freshman does really really well at NCAA's. But I, well, she's just one of those one of those kids who's as a recruit, you were just like this person is crazy, <laughs> like. Um, her talent is ridiculous. And I just think that, yeah, her, she's two seconds ahead of anyone else. I think, I think Wilson and Hartman will both be really great at NCs, maybe like 152s if they can really push it. But I think Walsh is going to keep dropping. I think she's going to like, I think she's going to challenge all the records. Yeah. I mean, uh, Pan American medals in the two IM and the two back. I don't remember what place she got in both those events. I want to say silver, maybe, but, um, I mean, she, she's had international experience. She kind of knows what's up. And like you said, no real reason for her to be fully tapered at, at ACC's and uh, a two second gap in a 200 is pretty hard, pretty hard to ignore, even if everyone wasn't on their A game for conference. So <clears throat> um, yeah, 
It's this one's a pretty easy pick. I'm going with Alex Walsh. Uh, this next one, maybe a bit more of a toss up uh, as we've been teasing out. It is round one of Kate Douglas versus Maggie McNeil in the women's 50 freestyle, uh, two one hundreds separate these two juggernauts. Uh, 2142 is Kate Douglas. 2144 coming in is world champion Maggie McNeil. This is, and then uh, aside from that, we've got a 215 in Missouri's senior Sarah Thompson. We've got a 216 in Kalia Antonu from Alabama and a 217 from Kylie Alons of NC State. And then it's 21 eights and down from there. So it's, I think the top two are, are kind of set, but it is a 50 free. So anything can obviously happen. Um, Robert, what are you thinking? Uh, I hate having to make decisions and stuff like this. Cause I just don't know. Uh, like you said, I, it almost certainly come down to Douglas or uh, McNeil, but it's a 50 free. Anything can happen. I, I think I give a little bit of weight to experience at this point. Uh, while Douglas isn't a freshman, it is her first NCAAs. And while she does have plenty of experience, and there's really no reason to doubt her. I, I still think I give McNeil just a slight edge for this first of the three uh, of the three faceoffs here. Yeah, I, I agree that it's going to be the two of them. I think it really kind of drops off after, you know, seed four and five. But I think because of Canadian trials in three weeks, I, I don't think that McNeil – I think McNeil's best shot at winning is going to be in the fly. That's where she obviously is, is her best stroke. Um, I think, you know, she's someone who has those ridiculous walls, ridiculous underwaters. Um, but I, I just think that she's not going to be quite as sharp, and I think that's going to cost her in the 50. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Douglas. Ooh, that, that is a good piece of context. Um, hadn't even thought about that, but very relevant, especially with Canadian trials being timed finals right. uh, and invite only, which is wild, but uh, that's a good point. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Robert though on this one. I think McNeil is, you know, a little more experience, experienced, a little more of a veteran. And I think she, I think she pulls it out by, by a couple hundreds here, but I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be the story. I think throughout all three days is, uh, is McNeil and Douglas battling in every event that they're swimming individually, I guess, and on relays too. Uh, and then we've got, Oh, sorry. I skipped, I skipped the relays. So on day two, we start out with a 200 freestyle relay, uh, where UVA is top seed and five 100s behind them is NC state. And then we've got, Cal at about two and a half tenths behind NC state. Um, I mean, it looks like a pretty deep field here and I feel like this is probably the hardest relay to call, but uh, what are you guys thinking on this one? I'll let Carl go first on this one. Yeah. I mean, the two free relay, I really hate, I never choose that to write about <laughs> picking because it's just, <laughs> it's so hard and it's when there isn't someone like a Caleb Dressel who can, you know, split a 17, whatever, or, you know, someone who's just like way ahead of everyone else, it's, it's hard because it's like, oh, yeah, this team has three people that can go 21. This team has a 20 point split. Um, I mean, I on the on this free relay, I have to go with Cal, I think. I, I think that Cal is one of those teams that just shows up always at NCAAs. And I think that they I think they just have four really, really great sprinters with Riley, Gantris, um, 
Ivy, and then of course, oh, Elise Garcia is the fourth. Um, yeah, I, th I think they're they're just. I think their consistency is going to pay off here and they're not going to have to rely. I mean, obviously Ivy will have a huge split. I don't think they're going to have to rely on, you know, just one huge split here. So I go with Cal. I think that probably makes sense. I'd love to say NC state just be a little different and uh, get another team into the relay mix here. And they could definitely take it. Uh, we've seen what Braden Holloway has done with the men's side over the years. And it would be fun to see uh, the, the woman get in on that with some uh, relay uh, winning action. But I think Carl probably has a good argument there for Cal. I think um, just also to add on, I think I think I think Virginia, NC State, Cal are all like really in it. But I really wouldn't count out Alabama. I think Alabama's sprints have been incredible this year, especially with their Indiana transfers, Corey Dupree and Morgan Scott. Um, and Kayla Antonio has obviously had like a huge year with the the fifty. I think she won the fifty free at SECs, and she just had a huge drop. So yeah, I think I think there's someone that to maybe to not not lose track of that's that's all, all good points yeah I, I mean i think alabama was the biggest surprise for me just in terms of their sec performance because they had a lot of kids who weren't necessarily on your radar just pop um whether it was individually or on relays um women and men and then uh like robert was saying with nc state we've seen Braden holloway bring this program up the last decade and i it, it looks like this is going to be the first year at ncaa's at least where the women uh place higher than the men uh, as a as a program um which we'll we'll see if that actually happens but you know it's 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 uh that balance is kind of coming coming to an even more even keel <sighs> i'm gonna go with virginia on this one just because I want to keep this sweet dream alive. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it, logically, I think uh, Carl's argument for Cal is, is the most sound bet. I think they don't have to depend on one split. They have four really, really good sprinters. Um, but I think, uh, I think Kate Douglas is, uh, is on a high and powers them through to a victory. And that's what I'm going with. And then to end night two, we've got the four medley relay, which I'll be honest is probably my favorite relay. Uh, but Virginia top seed by almost half a second over Cal. And then we've got Texas and NC state and Bama all, all pretty closely bunched up there, but um, you know, there's quite a few teams that are legitimately in it. Um, what are you guys thinking for, this one, especially considering this one kind of ends the night and brings momentum heading into day three. I can, I can go first. I think um, I have, I have Virginia here. Um, this is the one, this is the one of their medleys that they get, that they're using. They're probably going to use Walsh on. They had um, Caroline Gamelik on the lead off of the two medley at ACCs and she did great. Um, but Walsh was 51.5 and I, I think I'm pretty sure she's been faster. Like when she was like 15 or 16, I just think she's going to, be pushing 50 maybe a 49 she's gonna be a lot better on the leadoff i think with wenger wenger obviously is amazing on, on the breaststroke play i think cuomo's dropped a lot of time in the fly she's been now she's been 50 point flat start she's also 50 point at acc's on the relay and then with douglas anchoring it's just kind of like i don't know i don't really i can't i can't argue against that um i'm really curious though with i mean the top four teams are all 326 and then texas is like the newcomer here 
Texas was leading. I think they were they had the nation leading time midseason with their 326. Um, and they have the two freshmen on the middle legs with Anna Ellens and um, Olivia Bray. And Texas, again, is like a team that I feel like they just keep not fully showing up at NCs. But for some reason in my head, they're going to this year. But I, I feel like I say that every year, but I just feel like I see it happening. And I think with two freshmen, that could be could be what happens. Um, so I'm just really inter- interested to see what Texas does in this relay. This is, I think this is their best shot at, at, a, at a relay um, crown. Yeah, I'll echo top four teams all look pretty close. Uh, it's kind of the same thing I was thinking as far as Texas goes. It'd be fun to see them actually kind of bring it all together in NCAA ways. And if they do, they could definitely push Virginia and Cal and even NC, NC State, which should be right there in the mix as well. Uh, I think I still give the edge to Virginia. They just have way too many really options here. I love the versatility that uh, Walsh and Douglas particularly bring to this team. And I think the coaches will get it. We'll be able to mix and match and kind of uh, get night two, wrapping up with a bit of momentum for UVA heading into day three. I was going to pick Virginia until until Carl presented Texas. And uh, that's a good call, especially because of, like you said, those two freshmen who have kind of a high ceiling, especially um, their breaststroker, Ellen. You know, she's, she's basically dropped every time she swam the 100 breast. Um, especially it, it like meets that they're a little more focused on. And so she's shown a lot of consistency. They've got Julia cook on backstroke and Kelly Pash on freestyle who have been incredibly consistent. Um, so I'll, I'll give it to Texas, uh, to break the Virginia streak. I thought, I thought they were going to make it further than that, but sorry, Charlottesville. <laughs> uh, I think this one comes back to Austin. So that's, that's our day two heading into day three, which is such an exciting day of competition. We start with the 400 IM. Uh, we've Brooke 40 is top seed here. And then, and then we've got a lot of names that you don't, you're not as familiar with, right? Ellen Nelson from Virginia sophomore is second seed. Lauren Poole of Kentucky, the SEC champion, Alicia Wilson from Cal. Evie Pfeiffer again in the mix from Texas. And I mean, it, it, it seems, it seems like it's all 40, but do you guys have any, any dark horses in this one? Yeah, I think it was really fun just seeing the Kentucky girls swim at SECs. They just were on a roll. And I think like Lauren Poole had like, she, she broke 410 for the first time in the prelims of, of at SEC. She went a 406 and then she dropped three more seconds in finals, which to kind of break out and then just keep breaking out, especially like out of me, like SECs, that's so high pressure. It's one, I think it's, I, to me, it's one of the most exciting, like tense uh, conference meets to watch. That was really cool to see. So I, I can't tell it like that's, that's such an emotional high. It's hard to repeat that at, again, you know, like a few weeks later, a month later. Um, I, I think it's forties race. I think Nelson will be a really solid second. I'm excited about the Kentucky Kentucky girls. I'm also interested to see what Catherine Ackerman of Michigan does. She's the 16th seed at 408, but she was actually 405 in the unofficial inter-squad in the, in like November at Michigan. She's a freshman. She's the highest ranked freshman at 16th. And yeah, she looked kind of flat at big 10. So I'm not really sure what was going on there, but I mean, she went a 405 kind of like with only a couple months of Michigan training. I'm guessing it was suited. Um, 
we don't, I don't think we have photos, but we can always have to kind of guess um, about who's studying where sometimes. Um, yeah, I think she, she's definitely like a, an interesting dark horse. There's also, I, I did this preview and I picked um, for dark horse Anna Metzler of New Hampshire. She's a junior, she's 26 seed. She's the one of the only like mid-major people we have at this meet. Um, but she was actually a 407 last year um, to make it in for her first NCAAs. NCAAs got canceled. So this will be her first. Um, so I have my eye on her too. Interesting. New Hampshire would not yeah. have expected that, <laughs> but that, that is exciting. Uh, Robert, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm just going to go with chalk on this one. I, I, it's 40. I think she's the only woman in the field under who's ever been under four. She's the highest returner from 2019. Uh, it's definitely her race to lose uh, the way I see it. Yeah, I think I think it's it'd be hard not to pick her given the history and given a, a deeper look outside of the psych sheets. So I think this one's pretty pretty stock, right? Like you said, um, but it will be interesting to see, yeah, who pops and who who can who can really better their times from conference meets because NCAA's you score out the psych sheet and it always seems like such a such a set thing, right? Such a such a fact that you swim the meet and. Sometimes it meets expectations and sometimes it's just all over the place. So should be, should be a fun race. Next up is uh, part two of McNeil V Douglas and the women's hundred fly. And I mean, that's not even a set thing because we've got Olivia Bray. Who's been 50.1. She's been 50.3 this season. Um, you've got Alex Cuomo, Virginia, who's 50 point as well. Kylie Alonz, Isabel Ivy. You got seven, and then uh, Alabama's Ryan White. So seven girls at fifty point. It it it's a pretty stacked field. Um, what do you guys see here? Um, I, this is the one where I I go with McNeil over Douglas. Um, again, just because her just based on her, I I, I think that McNeil won't be at her peak at this meet because of trials again. I think that the fly is just like where her raw talent is most there. Um, but I think, I think they'll both be, both be faster than seed. Um, I also, I, I feel another 49 here, which is so wild. Every time we, we have 49s and flyer back, it's just so wild to me because when I was writing a few years ago for swim swim, just like the thought of even a 50, I was like, Oh, that's really crazy. <laughs> um, and now we're just 49. It's like, oh, yeah, who's going to do that next? should be someone soon. So I think Bray could, I think Cuomo could, I mean, I, any of these women at 50 point could, I can, I think Ryan White's been 50 low already before. So it'd be interesting to see who can, who can join them under 50. Yeah, I agree. I give McNeil the edge again here too. Uh, 49, two, six is her best time. It's been a year and a half now, but uh, even if she doesn't hit that, I think she just did a little bit more. Uh, than Douglas here although it should be an exciting race and uh, I agree with Carl again a uh, good chance that someone else clips under 50 I'm not really sure who that would be maybe Olivia Bray from Texas uh, that'd be fun to see you know the fr freshmen go that fast just seems kind of insane uh, the other thing is it's a young field just looking down at the psych sheet the uh, top 11 seeds are all uh, juniors or younger so the, you got to go to number 12 to find a senior and a bunch of freshmen sitting at 9 10 11 so it could be a pretty underclassman heavy uh, a final and just been an exciting race not just this year but possibly next year and years to come as well 
Yeah, I, I got to go with McNeil, defending world champion. I mean, she's just been on fire since she's gotten to Michigan her freshman season and uh, doesn't seem like it's really stopped this year. So I think I think she's on a roll, and I think she's going to be able to top Douglas in this one as well. Um, next up, 200 freestyle, where we've got Paige Madden at number one. Riley Gaines, another Kentucky standout at the SECs at number two. Tied with Kelly Pash uh, of Texas, sophomore from Texas. They're 142 sevens. And then the only other 142 we've got is Courtney, Courtney Harnish from Georgia. So, again, this is a pretty wide open event. Um, I, I'd say Paige Madden's the favorite, but I think it could go a lot of different ways, um, especially with no one, you know, knocking on the door of really of breaking 140. Uh, or, or even 141. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm midway through writing that preview right now, and I was just kind of thinking about how we've had people like Missy Franklin, Simone Manuel, Mallory Comerford swim this go like 139 or push that that barrier, and they're they're all just like such good sprinters, kind of like going up to the 200, and not so much Missy, but definitely Mallory and Simone. But then you have this field, like they're all kind of like. They can go down to 100 maybe, but they're they're kind of like at 100 and up, especially with like Madden, someone who's a mile or two. So you're not going to see anyone fading. You're not going to see anyone, you know, unless they swim, swim the race in a dumb way. <laughs> um, I, 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 I like Madden here, but I, I think Riley Gaines has shown a lot of improvements this year. I think she'll be really exciting. I think something else to watch out for, um, which I didn't realize until – we were talking about Alex Walsh earlier is that Alex Walsh is in this event. She sees the 29th with a 145. Um, and I almost didn't even think about that. Um, but again, she split 143-1 on the relay at, at ACC's. She at Pan Am, she was on the eight, re, eight free relay, split a 158-2 in long course. Um, and again, she's just someone who I'm kind of like ready to see go crazy here. And so I really, I think she's going to be in like the top, the top four. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, still, th I'm with you. I think Madden's got to be considered the favorite here. Uh, she's been on a pretty solid improvement curve too over the last few years in this event. So it wouldn't surprise me to see her finally get under 142, go 141. I'm not really sure who else from this field is going to be able to do that. Uh, I think Kelly Pash, another one that was been on a nice, Curve. If you look at her times of the last few years, kind of 144 to 143 to 142 from year to year to year. So she's another one. If Texas brings it, uh, she should be right there in the mix as well. So, but I, again, I think Madden, this is her event to lose is what I would say right now. Absolutely. Oh, we're down to 10 minutes. We got to, sorry, that's my fault. I got I'm talking way too much. Here. That's why. <laughs> um, all right. Women's hundred breasts next. We've got Zoe Hartman, top seed, 5740. Sophie Hansen, 5745 from NC state. And uh, I mean, there's five 57s in this field already. So it's, it's going to be deep and again, another wide open event. Uh, Carl, what are you thinking? Yeah, this one's this one's one of the this is the one that has the breaststrokes have both have I think nine A cuts, which is wild. There's also a lot of freshmen, a couple of international freshmen, so we're not kind of like unsure what they can what their ceiling is coming from long course. I go with Caitlin Dobler here. She went 57 in USC's dual meet with UCLA. She broke Rebecca Sony's school record 
which is wild to break a Sony former world record holder. Um, and she was actually a little bit slower at um, Pac-12. So I think she's going to go crazy at, at NC's. Uh, I'm going to go with Sophie Hansen, NC State here. Highest returner uh, from 2019. And uh, I don't think she competed much in, in the fall, but it looks like she's back in great form for the spring semester for NC State. So uh, I'm going to give her the edge on this one. I got to go with Sophie Hansen as well. I think she's she's really improved since coming to NC State. And I think, you know, with, with Lily King out of the mix, she's, she's going to be gunning for that title. Um, next, we've got 100 backstroke uh, with Alabama's Ryan White coming in 50.2. Burkoff, Catherine Burkoff from NC State, 50.4. And Isabel Stodden, a freshman, 50.8. Uh, again, no clear favorite here. I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys are thinking here, especially with such a young field. Yeah, this one, I, I think, I think white will do it. I think she'll be faster. I think she, I don't think she was fully rested. She did last year. Um, Isabel Sadden and Phoebe Bacon have both been, or Bacon's been, Bacon's been 58. Remember she beat Reagan Smith at 2019 US Open um, in long course. I don't think she's full anywhere near her peak with a 51-3, um, but I think White will get it, and I think Burkhoff will be second. Burkhoff looks great. I agree. I think it's going to be close. The other thing, uh, White's got the 100 fly earlier in the session, I mm-hmm. think, right? So it uh, might make it a little bit closer, but I still think I'd give her the edge over Burkhoff. It wouldn't surprise me if it comes down to you know one or two hundredths of a second and just you know fingernail touch there. Okay, I'm going to have to go against the grain here. I'm going Izzy Ivy. Uh, she was 50.7, I believe her freshman season for Cal and that she was 50 point, um, made that a final big points there. I think she's having a heck of a season. Uh, she's already gotten multiple best times in the hundred free. And so I think, and I feel like she hasn't swum the hundred back too too much this season. So I think she's going to rock it and, uh, get that veteran experience there. So <laughs> We'll see what happens. That's going to be a great race to end the night. We've got the 200 medley relay, um, which I, I it's, it's, well, it's not that close on paper. I don't see how Virginia could lose this one it, pending a huge mishap. They're a top seed by nearly 0. 0.6 at 132 nine. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, it's, I think UVA, I think they, they just, their sprinters are like, so are just such good 50 sprinters too. Um, especially with Kumelik on the, she was like 23-7 on the back and then Wenger and Cuomo and Douglas. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not happening for anyone else. <laughs> they set the U.S. Open record last month, right? That event? Yeah, they went, yeah, they so did something crazy. <laughs> I, I think it's them. Yeah, that, no, yeah, easy, easy pick. Uh, and then on to the last day, day four. We start with the women's 1650, where, where Paige Madden, who uh, is fairly new to this event, top seed, and then Kristen Stege, who's very new to this event, is second seed, uh, sophomore from Tennessee. What do you guys? What do you guys see here? Again, kind of a kind of the miles. I feel like a pretty big toss up anyway, but this one is is really kind of like who's gonna who's gonna get it. Yeah, I think I think Madden has the experience, but it's interesting. We're, we just passed like the one-year anniversary of Steggy's first ever mile, which is when she swam at when she was at East Carolina at their at their conference meet, which is crazy. Um, I think I think it's Madden. I think 
I also wouldn't count out the Michigan girls. They they were a little bit off at Big Tens. I think that might have something to do with their their training pause because of COVID on campus. Um, so Schmidt and Sims, I would watch out for too. The other name, Kenzie McMahon from Alabama, has come a long way in this, and uh, at one of the highest returns from uh, twenty nineteen as well. But I, I put my I put the edge on Madden. Madden's safe money, but you guys, all, you you bring up great points. Stegi has, we don't even know where her ceiling is. McMahon has the experience, and then yeah, the Michigan girls did. Yeah, I was surprised to see their results from Big Tens, but like you said, that training pause, um, they might be coming back with a vengeance at this meet. Women's two hundred backstroke. Ryan White again, the top seed uh, by over a second, but then again, we've got these youngsters, Stodden. Uh, Burkoff, Bacon, what do you guys see here? Yeah, this one, I this one, I'm gonna go with Isabel Stadden from Cal. Um, she's been she was 149.7. I think that's from the fall, um, from one of the Stanford Cal meets. And yeah, she was 208 at Pan Ams in 2019 long course. Um, I think I think with the Cal the Cal training, I think it's gonna pay off. I think she's gonna be pushing a 147. I still give the edge to White on this one. She's actually been 148.0 from 2020 SEC champs. So I think it's just too big of a gap for me to feel comfortable picking anyone else right now. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I I actually think uh, Stodden's going to get it as well. I think she can kind of push through and, yeah, have a big swim. But I think either of those ones, that's kind of a toss-up. Um, next up, women's hunter free, Maggie. V McNeil round three. And actually we've got Izzy Ivy as the number two seed ahead of McNeil, but behind Douglas. What do you guys think here? I have Douglas here. I think Douglas will, I think, I don't think McNeil quite has it uh, in the sprint free right now, again, just with, with um, not being fully tapered. Um, but I think Ivy could spoil it for both of them. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick Douglas, but I'm really, I could see Ivy winning it too. Yeah, I agree with Douglas on this one. Uh, it's going to be entirely new A final. In fact, I think I was looking through. There's only two returning scorers completely from uh, 2019. Uh, 13th and 14th, Fackenhall and Newman from Stanford and Cal. So, you know, fresh faces, but uh, I think Douglas has the edge here. All right. Next up, we're down to crunch time. Women's tuner breaststroke. Sophie Hansen again, the top seed. Do you guys see anyone dethroning her? I, I think it's Hansen. I think it's Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Uh, women's 200 fly. This is the, yeah, again, wide open field. A freshman from Texas, Olivia Bray, is top seed. Dakota Luther right behind her. Is Luther finally going to get it done this year? That's the question. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Bray is the, has maybe is one of the most exciting talents here, but I think I think Luther and Carter, they have an interesting rivalry because Carter used to swim, swim, swim at um, Georgia. She's now in Michigan. Um, they both are just, they swim such a smart race. They, they are so hard to be in the final 50. I think it's going to be one of them too. Um, I'll say Luther. Say Luther too. Yeah. I think Luther won at world university games. Um, she's, she's been kind of steadily getting better in short course. So I see it happening for her here. And then the women's 400 free relay where kind of a wide open field. Again, you've got UVA. And Bama. Oh, and then a second back, you've got Cal. So maybe not as wide open as I thought. What do you guys think? I'm still going to go with Cal here. Um, 
I know the last last NCs they had like White Soul Billquist and McLaughlin going 46s. So it's not going to be like that again. But I think I think I think their sprinters are too consistent again. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just going to be different and go with Alabama here. Uh, part of my thought there is if it does come down to a te- close team battle, you tend to see maybe a little more in the uh, safer relay exchanges or something like that. And Alabama might be able to push it and uh, go for the win here. So. I like the 400 free relay that last day everyone's tired everyone's kind of in a different spot you always there's room for surprises there yeah. uh we might cut out here but is anyone going to beat uva for the team title oh no <laughs> there's time i thought their time was going to be 2022 i think it's with with question walsh and co but i think it's now yeah, I expect to see Cal and even Stanford maybe move up and make things closer than uh, the psych sheet would show. Virginia has a lot of points to lose if they're seated so highly, across, especially in the relays, but I think Virginia has the edge. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.